Today's episode is brought to you by The Northman, an action-filled epic from visionary director Robert Eggers with an all-star cast that includes Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke, Bjork, and Willem Dafoe. Witness the rise of The Northman as he discovers that fate has no mercy. The Northman is only in theaters April 22nd. Visit thenorthmanfilm.com to learn more. Welcome, everybody, to another outstanding edition of your favorite podcast. That's right, Weekly Games Chat. Chris, I'm going to call you real early before I even say my name. What episode number is this? Um, 318, isn't it? Yeah, I believe it's 318. 318, that's right. My name is Sean. We come to you normally bright and early every Wednesday. Uh, and we're just going to say that that's, that's a normal thing. Uh, we're not going to point out the fact that this week might be slightly different, but we do love bringing all the new uh, and exciting gaming news directly your way. Uh, also join with us this week is a man I truly admire, adore, and I think he's uh, he's pretty awesome. I don't say it like that often, but uh, he's rocking a hat today with glasses, and that looks kind of cute on him. John, how you doing, my friend? It's good to what see you. What day is this? <laughs> what has happened? <laughs> oh What's my. the name of this podcast again? Right, right. And yeah, in case oh, you didn't man. miss it, this is Weekly Games Chat. And and uh, us three knuckleheads, we get together once a week and we talk about things. And uh, we have one of the greatest fan bases in the world. Wherever you got us from, thank you. If you're, if you're new to the show and this is your first time, welcome. If you're a long time, long time, first time. Hi. Hit that subscribe button. Hi, it's uh, it's good to see you again. Uh, yeah. So since we last talked, boys, since we last talked, I found out today that Bob Odenkirk fell out. Yeah, that hurt. That yeah, hit I me. just I actually just saw that headline. <laughs> <laughs> and he's one of our favorite actors, I think, collectively, isn't he? Yeah, he looks kind of like Kevin Costner. I totally Dude, missed. He, he does. <laughs> oh my god. I had totally I've never missed uh, that he'd had a new show on Netflix. Uh, with his old partner, David Cross, who he used to do Mr. Show with. So that was one of the things I did this past weekend was watch all those. They are a very particular set of uh, comedy. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, you I, watch I, Better Call Saul, right? Yeah. Uh, you remember uh, there's, a, there's an episode where they're, um, he talks about an old con he used to do where he convinced people in the bar that he was Kevin Costner. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that was the episode, wasn't it with the coin or something that he had in the, in the box? Yes. Mm. Yeah. That same episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think about that a lot. So when it's brought up, it makes me laugh because they acknowledged it and you don't, I don't you don't see that a lot. That well, show when, was, I, when he said it on the show, I went, huh? huh. He does <laughs> look like Costner. <laughs> he kind of does. He kind of does. <laughs> 
That's good stuff. That's, I mean, that's that's really good. So whatever is going on, uh, all I all I see on the interwebs is he was rushed to the hospital, um, collapsing on the set of a show. I don't know if there's any update that you guys know of. No, it's, you know, you know how we do it here at Weekly Games Chat. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers for sure. Um, and you've heard him, and I, I kind of went to him first. But Chris, my main my main homie, I know. Um, I know. Uh, I know you do a lot behind the scenes for the show, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 but this week your camera's messed up and it's throwing me off because you look <laughs> like you're from 1970. Yeah, and it's because I got these lighting. So no, I'm, I'm joking. Yeah, well, yeah. I I wanted you to say that because there's been this is not the first time even off the chat or channel or whatever. I tell Chris, I'm like, I want that filter. What is that? And he's like, it's it's not a filter. It's yeah, it's the light. It's just the autofocus and exposure trying to correct the purple lighting. No, no, Chris, that's the lights you turn on when you are on your OnlyFans page. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when are you ready? Yeah, speaking of OnlyFans, Chris, the people want the page. They want the info. When when can they see that l- a luscious beard and and paid to view content format? And, and They'll have all the uh, Tom Segura tapes you didn't know you wanted. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. Well, boys, I looked at the calendar. I'm sorry, not the calendar, the weather app, and apparently, uh, it's hotter than anything ever this week. Oh uh, no! And I saw predicted on Friday 100 degrees in our area. Oh no! We're going in the old man oh. chat. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> the reason I say that I'm not going to talk about like you know being you know sunscreen and hydrated none of that i've got a i got a gig friday outdoors (laughs) so this may tip our toes in the old man chat do i wear like long sleeves to protect me or do i just rock out like just whatever i'm a dj let's just do this format i i really need an open discussion about this because i'm like let me tell you something if you wear wool socks yeah, the rest of your body stays cool. <laughs> he his eyes opened really big after he said that, and I was very naive for a minute. I thought it was a counter thing, like the wool socks or you know wool. Sean, when yeah. you're in the South like this, there's absolutely nothing you can do. No, it's just, it's just uh, you're going to be sweating in places you didn't know existed. Didn't even, you're, <laughs> it's going to be like it's akin. What's that? <laughs> What is that spot I'm feeling all of a sudden? You'll, you'll feel, <laughs> you'll feel uh, akin to how I would feel at Bonnaroo sometimes, where we would have, you know, not every summer, but there were one or two where it was like 95 to 100 degrees during the day. And you're just yeah. sitting outside pouring buckets of water on your face because it's the only thing you can do. You can't go inside anywhere. And you're yeah. just, you're praying for a breeze. You're just praying. And then the breeze is hot. The, 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 the best, and when I used to ride, uh, this is this is something that just thought of that. Motorcycle guys and girls, we love the fact when it's a hundred degrees and we have to stop at a red light, right? Oh yeah. The heat of already having a helmet on, long sleeve jeans. Then you couple that with the engines of cars around you. Then you add on the fact that it, like we said, it's ninety, a hundred degrees in our area. The the lukewarm wind breeze that you would get once you accelerated was the equivalent of eating like an icy from a truck on the side of the road. Like it's, it was, it was everything you needed to get to the next red light. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, it, it, 
It was never a cool breeze. No, it never is. <laughs> I could never, I could never understand Chris's desire, and he and he went a couple of times when back when I lived with him yeah. when I was when I was still in my twenties. He, he, I mean, he would he'd pack the dry shampoo. You wouldn't, be, I mean, the stuff that he was ready. Stuff, I mean, he was, and, and he and he would. Um, hope I'm not telling too much, but he would, he would, he would actually shed 20 to 30 pounds he'd get ready for it so he'd that, get in fight oh, shape yeah, yeah. So you have to the, yeah so that the heat wouldn't you know be as you know brutal on your body i'm like but even when i was that age i'm like i can't imagine put i don't know i'm just there's nothing i i wouldn't want to do anything with anybody like that the <laughs> good thing no, the good thing with that festival though is for the most part after you've been one time, you kind of understand majority of the day you want to spend at your camp, unless there's someone you really, really, really want to go see. Yep. So it's just a lot of hanging out drinking and trying, beer. yeah, drinking beer, drinking water. So really you're not getting drunk at all, but it's just, you know, having fun and trying to stay in the shade and, and you, uh, we get better at <laughs> Chris, you were drunk the whole time. Don't be, don't you? Would, no, it's you so hard. Beer, you, you drink a beer, then drink water, then drink no, a beer. then Pretty drink much, water. pretty much like, because like, even when I would be in the venue walking around, it's like four o'clock, it's still 98 degrees. Right. So I go grab a beer, but the whole entire degrees was there. Yep. They were there. Nick Lachey. It was the greatest show nice. ever. Um, I would be walking around with a, you know, large <laughs> beer in one hand, but I've got a camel pack on my back and I'm just, Going like this, back and forth, trying to stay hydrated. Hey, you, <laughs> you, got the camel, that, you got the camel pack of water it. and the beer hat. Yes. <laughs> Chris Chris was basically, uh, so if you've ever seen someone like milk a cow, he was doing that up and around his facial area. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what, yeah, that's what he was doing. That, that's that's what he was doing. Did you guys see that? <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see that they're giving Reggie Bush his Heisman Trophy back? Oh, they finally money. said they're doing it? Yeah, I mean they, they should. <laughs> and I, I was always fifty fifty on that. Yeah, uh, the school cheated or what have you to get Reggie Bush. If I think that's how the story goes. Yeah, he won the Heisman, so they took it away from him, even though he was amazing on the field. Yeah, Reggie who? Bush. He played <laughs> out there for this USC Trojans. You could see him on Fox Sports for the next three seasons that they have the Big Twelve until that implodes because they're coming to the SEC. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that that that's a good segue. Uh, John, did you see the news where big schools by the name of Oklahoma and Texas want to join the Southeastern Football Conference? Did you miss that one? Texas, like the Longhorns, the Longhorns yeah. of the University of them. Texas. I can see them joining. Yeah, yeah. and the Sooners of Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and so it's possible that the the. The way that we're used to our divisions being set up in the Southeastern Conference, we're, they're thinking teams like an Alabama and an Auburn go to the East, yeah, because of the natural divide of adding the teams of Oklahoma and Texas. So Mississippi over is the West Side. It actually works out well for them too, if you think about it, because then you don't have this East-West issue anymore for Auburn and Georgia, right? For Alabama and Tennessee. And you'll have more regular matchups between Alabama and Georgia as well. So it's like, and Florida. So, you know, yeah. it's it, really the only it's one, great. like, I guess the winner in this might be LSU. If, if Texas continues to suck and all they got to do is play Oklahoma every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's shaking up a lot of things. It's, it's not technically quote unquote official. Yeah. They, but 
it's as close to being official as you can be. Yeah. I don't think they would make the ask if they didn't have a good understanding that they were coming in. I mean, there's talks that this is going to reshape everything because pretty All much of the things like big 12 is going to fall apart. And now the question is like, what does the ACC do? Right? Yeah. They're saying the big loser. If you're a Clemson fan, I saw this headline, the big loser in a football stand standpoint, and maybe how it affects other sports. We don't know yet, but could be Clemson. Uh, because everybody's going to want to go play, they think, for school in the SEC, which they always which, think these kind of things. You all, never know. Pundits. Yeah, you never, but you yeah. never know. You're absolutely for, right. You could get to where they're up for their contract and they might go, you know what? We'll go to the SEC too. Why not? You yeah, th- things are a changing, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, Chris, they, you were the person. <laughs> are they just what? trying to bust up the uh, SEC because it's too dominant? No. They're trying to get no. into it because they know all the best players go to the SEC because yeah. they're the most dominant. Yeah, it's it's kind of the opposite. They want to join the party. Texas. No, I, well, you, I'm just saying. You just said Auburn and Alabama could leave the SEC. No, they would no, go no, from no, no, the, the west. west. They go to the east. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So okay. They play a Georgia and a Florida more frequently every year. Oh dear God! And they're talking about four. I don't know. <laughs> I forget the term, but it's like four pods. So yeah, there'll be 16 teams. And four pods, and your pods play each other all year, and then you play different people in other pods. So watch ours be like Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, and Tennessee. Yeah. You imagine that pod? Sorry, Tennessee. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, yes. sorry, so it's it's going to change. I mean, the like the likenesses of, of people can make money now. Mm-hmm. Um, as an example, the quarterback for Alabama that's projected to start this year, his name's Bryce Young. And Chris, you said it well. He hasn't he hasn't played a significant snap in his college career. Nope. And right now, what was the latest number you, you saw in endorsement it was, money? It was at least over a million dollars already he's gotten. Yep. So things so, What's good for them? I, yeah, I say that there's no I reason. Can't, <laughs> can't complain. Uh other sports going on right now, of course, are the I'm just gonna call them what they are. It's kind of a weird Olympics. It is. Uh, it's it's weird because because COVID has ravaged Tokyo and Japan, yeah, and they can't have people there. And um, I don't know, weird stuff is happening that you don't normally see. It's was it, uh, the U.S. the U.S. lost out on gold, or was it meddling at all? Like the first day for the first time in decades, That's I think. Crazy. Yeah. So so we live in the United States. Wherever you're listening to us from, you probably know that. And when the Olympics happen, we usually are, as a country, one of the biggest medalists when they do the medal count every day. And yeah, it was very weird to see that they didn't do that from the jump. The United States women's national soccer team lost their first match, which, which was like a whoa moment. Yeah. The men's basketball team, which is pros as well, they lost to, I believe it was France. Yeah, which and France is pretty good. France is good, but they don't have Tony Parker anymore. No. They got Rudy Gobert. They do got Rudy Gobert. Ostro's natty post. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me to come back to that, Chris. I have a great story for you. All right. Um, but then you see something, and and I I want to applaud her. Um, and, and it was just like when uh, Naomi Osaka decided not to speak at the French Open. I know that's kind of pivoting to a whole different sport. But I love seeing these athletes that – that are they're they're not afraid to step up anymore. Mm-hmm. They're not a lot. They're not afraid to say, you know what, this is hard, and I'm doing my best. And right now, I need a break. For me, 
Because a lot of times you get wrapped up in that world and it's it's all about making the money moves and these people are telling you this and you're trying to do that. Yeah. Sometimes you're you're afraid to even get your voice uh, to be who you are and you're you're, you're you before you know it, years have passed and you become an image of this thing that you're expected to be. Yeah, and, we we, yeah. we would we would have taken Hitler sooner had we focused on our mental health. You think you think we would have? You think that's how that plays out? No, I don't, I, I don't know. Hint but, the sarcasm, uh, Sean. Yeah, yeah, it was it was sarcasm, uh, for for like <laughs> legit. But yes, our our greatest possible gymnast probably ever. Yeah, I don't think there's any dispute of that she's got mm-hmm. the most I, smells ever. <laughs> I'm talking like maybe she has, ever. She has 26 or 27 gold medals. Yeah, I think In she's total. like only behind Michael Phelps for total medals ever mm-hmm. at the Olympics. So who's uh, Michael Phelps? We already forgot. <laughs> We're all we're all no, on Katie Ledecky now. That was now. a bad joke about like memory, and it was a weak attempt to remind myself that he like yeah. smoked on a, you know. Yeah, I remember some that. of that, that so funny I, cigarettes. I, I'm kind of I don't know. I'm kind of agnostic about the about the move mm-hmm. of what Simone did. I don't think she's either a hero or a villain. Right, and um, I, I think I'm. I, I think a, I can respect that. There's something to be said. Mm. And I don't lose sleep over this. Believe me. Um, there's something to be said about knowing what the commitment is, being prepared for the commitment. And I know gymnastics is one of the most mentally challenging sports. I understand. Mm. Um, back in my day, no, no, just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, you know, leaving your team like that um, and, per- and possibly costing them a medal grade is a possibility and you know and plus it you know she's going to be back for her own personal competition so it's like she's i mean that's what that's unless there, it's new today she uh she are talking about she's talking about competing next week she wants to compete but yeah she's right. she's not in the space right now to do it. she pulled out of one today the all around so okay yeah yeah she's she's still she's still figuring it out she's she's working through it uh yeah. but i did see videos of her I guess why I'm more pro her because I I know I know the the perception could be like you said we work so hard as a team and we count on you as a pillar of this team mm-hmm. and when you decide to not be there for us like not beforehand but like they've already started the Olympics that's a blow and that hurts and it's it's tough because gymnastics is a, such a they have they have uh what do you call them they're not replacements, but they're on like the rotation to come in if you need it. Right. Mm-hmm. She's still like, she is Simone Biles. She's on commercials, you know, and she's, she's, she's the face of it. There are videos uh, of her losing her mind in a way of like supporting her teammates, hitting the mat saying, come on, you got this mm. after she withdrew from competing. Yeah. I think, yeah, the- I think, I think, I think two things can be true. I think she's the greatest of all time. No question. But I think that there's legitimate criticism to be made. If you don't agree, that's fine. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's so funny that, that the issue of Simone Biles has become, it, it, that's, how, that's how polarizing we are as a country. Yeah. It's like you can't even agree pol- disagree politely about it. Both sides get, get a little bit dogmatic uh, yeah. about it. You're like, how dare it, you be against what she did? This is mental health. Right. John, we're right. like, can we just say our point? And then yeah. you do a counterpoint, but we still can be friends about it and have our own opinions. Chipotle, baby. Yeah, I don't. 
<laughs> Chipotle was the home of the biggest arguments we've ever had ever. I, I used know. to sit there and, and and just curl up in my little bowl when you and Chris would start going at it. I kind of kind of want some Chipotle. Just watched mm-hmm. it and I was like, well, she pulled herself out because her vault literally did cost her team a championship. <laughs> like that yeah. was when she quit. She like had her lowest score ever on a vault because obviously something was not right in her head. And I'm just like looking at I'm going, that's not a sport. Like I would think gymnastics, ice figure skating, and probably UFC fights are the three also boxing. We'll put that in there. Those three sports. If your head is not in the right space about the last thing you need to go do is try to attempt the things that they're attempting. Right. Because you don't need to be in a ring when you're afraid that someone's going to knock you out and you're, you're afraid to commit to it and defend yourself. You don't need to be trying to do a triple axle where you could come down and easily break your leg in a million pieces. And you definitely need to be, vaulting off of a podium where you know again there's just so many things that can go wrong if you're just a mill uh fraction of a hair off right so i just kind of go i don't know uh, the people uh, just, have heard I, I, I totally agree with you chris but at the same time the dichotomy here i mean how many great sports stories would we have in our lifetime if we did not have these athletes who went above what they thought they were capable of doing. I mean, that's what's great about legendary sports moments. But, and you know, it's, I mean, you, you play to win. Yeah. I think, well, I think the great potential sports moments is if she can go back and get into a right place and come back in four years and be ready to compete again. Right. But it's like, I've seen this with other people. I watched LeBron melt down in an NBA finals, like just could not handle it. It was clear. He was not playing like LeBron James came back the next year, won it. I watched Kevin Love have a meltdown, came back the next year, won it with LeBron. You know, it's not something that's completely unheard of in, in sports. It does happen. It's just that a lot of times we we make these people play it out on the court and then they have to go figure it out. You know, like, for instance, you have someone like Ron Artest who gets to the point where uh, his mind. Isn't it meta world peace now? Yeah, we can go with that. Like where he <laughs> he doesn't get right. And the next thing you know, he's going into the stands because his head yeah. was just not in a good place. And no, someone Chris, threw. Don't, don't get me yeah. wrong. My favorite athlete of all time yeah. retired from baseball when he had probably two more Cy Youngs he could have won. Sure. Because he wanted to be able to use his right arm when he was 68 years old. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But Sean, you should be against what uh, Simone did because um, you never pull out. This is, you know what, John? Out this of is, all the points that were, it was brought to me, <laughs> that is a solid point in in favor of <laughs> of yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you like you said, man. It's I, I, I'll tell you this, guys. She's I the greatest want, of all time. She doesn't have to prove a thing. Okay, and, I, no, by her pulling out was the sole reason I firmly believe her team got second instead of first. Maybe. I, I really, I truly believe that. So well, no, me, she'd already a, cost it for him, though. Remember? No, I, I, all right. So what I'm saying is she's not there. Oh. Right? She's she's, yeah. she's she's probably in the background. If there's ever a documentary that came out, if somebody happened to have a camera on uh, the comings and goings, you'd see. And the reason I say that is I, um, I brought up Naomi Osaka earlier. Mm-hmm. And I watched a documentary on her. She got blown uh, out, too. It was done. It, yeah. yeah, she lost in the Olympics, too. Uh, it was it was it was done uh i think by the the lebron james company that does really oh, nice yeah. artistic videos mm-hmm. so the documentary was almost like watching a movie it was done in that kind of vein right mm-hmm. i saw and now i'm i'm in my i'm old dur i'm a dad 
mm-hmm. I saw a young athlete seriously struggling with being a superstar suddenly. Yeah. And it was it's if you if you care to watch it, it's not a bad watch at all. I highly recommend it. I think it's got a limited run on HBO Max and it's about Naomi Osaka and it opened my eyes on the struggles that I cannot relate to. Yeah. I'm a I'm an overweight middle-aged white dude playing video games and talking about talking about them on a podcast. I get it. Well, that's uh, why you see uh, me. Huh? That's why you see this common theme going on, especially not so much just even with sports stars, more so like young pop stars where you go from being a teenage kid to like Justin Bieber. Take that for I was going to say uh, Miley Cyrus, take whoever from the last 20 years, right? You go from being a kid that's from nowhere to all of a sudden being the biggest person in the world, given everything you want. But there is always immense pressure kind of put on you because everyone wants everything to do with your life at every moment. And you can't really enjoy just being who you are, you know, and, and having that success. And I think it's just a, it's a running theme that comes with that, you know, and some people they can just handle it. It's a natural thing for them. Like Tom Brady, I don't think has really ever had a problem being in the pressure cooker, <laughs> no, but he's like, Hey, let's know. throw this trophy across a boat while we're drunk. Let's do this. But I think it's Go. also a very natural thing that there's a number of people that it, it's just the way their psyche is. They can't. And it's not to say there's something wrong. It's like you wouldn't hurt or hate someone because they get a leg injury. Right? Like if to me, this is no different. That's just the way I view it. I'm like, go get your head right, and then hopefully you can come back. I uh, I, I do, and yeah, John, you brought up a good point. I love at least in this space now, and while people listen to us talking about it, maybe they're going crazy, they're ripping off their earphones. Who can? They're I love the fact that us three. Me. <laughs> no, not mad at you. I mean, I mean, like we can talk about it, and hopefully, yeah. yeah, they know we talk about it. We see our sides. We do this about all our things that we try to do, and and hopefully, you know, hopefully we're an influence. Where hey, let's let's at least open. Whatever your discussion is, hear the other person for a minute. Sure. I'm a big you fan know? of that. Can you imagine if we just listened to each other? All right. And now we're off of the uh, NPR, how to live your life, health, mental uh, <laughs> section of the show. And we're going to go back to video games and, and uh, wipage and such. Because, you know, it was really funny. This is the worst pivot ever. So right before the show, I was reminded of the, it's the complete opposite John, and I mm-hmm. thought of you in this moment as I'm from the waist down nude. Uh, I completely, <laughs> please tell me more. <laughs> I completely forgot about this situation. So we know about ghost wipage. We've talked about that before, and you had a streak going, right? It was great. If you don't know what I'm talking about and you're lost right now, you got to go download those shows and figure out which one I'm talking about. But now there there exists a thing where I don't even know the term to use for it, but it's almost like nonstop cake. It never, it never ends or no fudge wipage. There you go. I don't know how to explain it. So there's an episode. This is why you need to watch parks and rec because please tell uh, me this show now has something else that is me on it. Chris Pratt's character um, was was in a, was in a doctor's office and he was, he was saying, he was saying, I'm having I'm having a problem with my poop. I wipe and I wipe and I wipe and I wipe and I wipe. Still poop. It's like it's like wiping a marker. <laughs> yeah. What one of my friends that one of my real life friends used to he used to make that joke. He'd get so mad because it was like it's a it's a marker line. 
every time. <laughs> and I know it's that? happening, and I don't know why. Like, I don't understand. Sean. Diet. Yeah. Do if you look, here's old man talk for real. We are getting old. If you, if you, if you, if you drink a fiber drink twice no a way. day, there's no way that will stop. <laughs> that was your trick to ghost wipage. Yes. That's it's, it will stop. It Dude, will stop. I, I'm just gonna, I don't know. I'm drinking coffee right now. We're recording late in the evening and I'm drinking <laughs> coffee because I'm exhausted. Um, but yeah, hopefully you're gonna have to. Time. You're gonna have to stop in the middle of the show. <laughs> Be right back, boys. Got a situation. Got a situation. But uh, yeah, I do want to publicly thank both of you and the listeners. Anyone who's listening, um, we did kind of ruffle the schedule a little bit. That was largely my fault. What was uh, that? When did you realize that was going to be your fault, Sean? About what man, time? Monday, when I was making my coffee, and. How long had you been waiting to go do the thing that you uh, went and did last night? I think I think I knew I was officially going probably two months ago. But I didn't realize the day was the day. Terrible. Yeah. You're the only person I know who has that issue. And it's yep. such it's such an endearing quality. <laughs> I, I I honestly it's all you remember in, in the Home Alone movie where she's on the plane? Of course you do. It's iconic. And she goes, yeah, Kevin, that's you. That happens, and it it. I don't know if I was like that. What we call it before the wreck. Let's just say that she yeah, says were, I'm. She says I'm like worse that. now than then. Oh really? Yeah. Did you did you hit your noggin pretty hard? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. What the hell? So man? I, anybody? So, so I want to point out. You have that, to know anybody else who does that to me. It ticks me off. Yeah. You do it, and I go. This, this Sean. Well. I want to point out to you guys right now, you heartless son of a... What? I started this by saying thank you and apologizing for for ruffling things up. And I was going to say, you guys are the best, you know? Well, we still and are. Then it turned into the on Sean show part of the show. <laughs> Look, you know? The worst part was this morning I was like, hey, he played one of my favorite songs. Sean starts quoting the lyrics. Yeah, he even started with... Lyrics with a completely different song, and I told him it was a different song. And he told me I was wrong. I was like, had to sit there for about two That's minutes because I was tired, Chris. I was very, very tired. I'm full disclosure. Imagine. Full disclosure, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of a band, and you know, COVID shut down concerts. We we opted during this was supposed to be the 2020 tour of this band. COVID shut it down. The pandemic shut it down. We opted not to go. Very last minute, we're part of this fan club, and they say tickets are available. Would you like to go? My wife, Yo, your wife, says, "Do you want to go?" And I said, "I don't know. Mm. I'm paranoid, Pete." And this was back when I was seeing rumblings of a thing called the Delta variant. And I said, "What if that comes by then? I don't want to get that again." Speaking of COVID, she gets the tickets. We go. And if you think that they had any kind of social distancing or uh, any square inch of anybody else to stand at this venue last night, you'd be wrong. I got to tell you, and then we can wrap up here. It was it was a surreal experience to be back at a concert. I'm kind of in, in a world of COVID. Uh, it was eye opening to realize what I missed. It was eye-opening to realize what I could have missed because 
of the thing that happened to me. I teared up a little bit at the beginning, and it ended up being one of the best shows I ever went to. I'll tell you, I almost, uh, if it weren't for the back, I had actually pulled up on StubHub because I was like, you know, yeah, I was like, I went and looked and there was like a ticket and I was like, I, you know, that's about how much I was paying for that act back in the day. I mean, maybe a little (laughs) bit more, but it's doable. It's not like I don't have the funds, but it was just more of the, the back going to Atlanta and coming back. I don't think that would have been. Yeah. Well, you could have rode me in a Tesla if you would have went. Yeah, no, I know. I knew that. I was like, I probably could ride great. with you guys. but I got I to ride didn't. a Tesla, John, and they're, yeah, they're, uh, they're yeah. freaking amazing. Clarissa saw Bobby Joe's post, and she was like, did, did they buy a Tesla? I'm like, <laughs> so, I'm like, at the time, I was like, I, I guess I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> did, maybe. But then, I remembered, they, then I remembered that, that someone always goes with you to these. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're um, coming up. Chris, they're doing road work in Atlanta. Yeah. What'd you say, John? I was about to ask Chris why his back hurts because nobody's moving. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. That's a throwback joke. Apparently, 318 <laughs> episodes will hurt your back. Just he's carrying the show, John. That's why his back hurts. <laughs> so we're driving up, uh, and we're up near. If you guys know Atlanta, there's a there's a little town called Alpharetta, and we're near Alpharetta, and they're doing a heck of a lot of road work. All of a sudden, there's some heavy rain. Is a good game. It was a. I hear that. I never played it. Heard it was a good game. Jason, Jason, and and all of a sudden, you know, when you've seen, you've everybody's seen these videos of like when nature takes over and like rain forms a river that's normally not a river and it wipes out a road. You know those videos, and you go, "How did that just happen?" Dude, <clears throat> water flowing. Maybe it wasn't flowing. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but the story is a river was ravaging through the highway. And and we're in a low-profile Tesla with a 1,000 batteries in it because that's how they're <laughs> set up. And the owner goes, this isn't good. They tell us not to go through standing water. But you mm. made it through, huh? So we he hugged the wall. They got, got a little hit or miss. We felt the water hitting the bottom of the car. And then and then eventually we got around, and, and obviously I'm here, and we, got, we were safe. Mm. But... It still is so weird when you put it on autopilot and the car is super smart. And in Atlanta traffic, it knows when to get over, when to tell you it needs to get over, when to stop, remind you that you need to get to a supercharging station by this time if you plan to do this. Mm-hmm. They're quite remarkable vehicles. I can, boys, I can clearly see how they got to the moon. They know what they're doing at that company. They got to the moon? <laughs> Apparently, Tesla's, they shot a Tesla up there. Uh huh. Okay. Just that they're floating. I'm just saying. But thank you, thank you, thank you. It'd be cool if I found out that listeners were at that show last night, and I didn't know what we could have met. That'd have been funny. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Thank you guys for being awesome. I'm leaving it there. You want to do a topic? I mean, it probably makes sense. You yeah. know. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived at topic time, topic time, top, top, topic time. Never did that before. It felt right. But I did it. That's how we do here. But uh, whether you fast forwarded to this point, you didn't want to hear all that you know nonsense that we talk about in our intro. 
hey you got here welcome if you have been with us the entire time thank you thank you thank you without further ado like i always do we're gonna <laughs> let chris introduce this week's topic and we're gonna talk about said topic chris it's all you baby the topic is death's Yeah. Death's door. All right, Sean, you got this. Yep, here we go. So this game is about a bird <laughs> with a lightsaber, <laughs> but it looks like Bastion and has Zelda vibes. It's great. Oh, wait. I was supposed to play this? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. Oh, no. No. Oh, um, dear God. Yeah, Death's door. Uh, totally was not on my radar. Wish to say it was, but... I just happened to see it pop up on Steam, and I was like, what's this? And then I was like, oh, it's on Xbox? And then there was a review out, and I was like, okay, this seems like it's up my alley and worth a shot. Uh, And, yeah, actually, you're not too far off, Sean, from what you said. It is kind of like a bastion. It is a little bit like a (laughs) Zelda, down to the fact you're going to have some bow and arrows in here. You're going to have some bombs. Might even have something else. Uh, that I won't spoil for those who want to play. Um, it. I was thinking it was going to end up being like a roguelike or you know a even a Souls type game, right? Just because these types of games, I feel like from small developers, that seems to be the vibe we're seeing a lot of lately. Yeah, you know. It's and like, when you say small developers, uh, yeah, ghosts. <laughs> yeah, two guys primarily did the majority of this work. I think there was like maybe three or four people they contracted out to to do like you know graphic design and all that. Um, but besides the art, you know, it's them programming, making this game. And I have to tell you, you are not going to notice like outside of maybe the onboarding at the very beginning, which is very minimalistic and will maybe take you back a little bit like the fact that there's never a a waypoint system that if you're kind of getting lost in the in turn around in a level that you're just gonna have something to point you where you go like those little things you probably will not realize that this is primarily the work of two people for the majority of it because the animation in this game is solid it looks great for what yeah. it is you all right so i got to see this animation you shared it um you streamed it to me to the personal discord channel that we were on mm-hmm. and i watched you for a good good minute and you you were going to this particular boss mm-hmm. or mini boss i should say i don't know if it was a real boss and it was Might i could see boss. right then I, I i missed this component about how challenging this game could be yeah because i thought it was a simple little cute game mm-hmm. where you could spam you know an arrow shot or mm-hmm. you could spam a sword if you wanted to and I, I know you're going to get into that later. I don't want to spoil that now. But it, when you told me that this is a thing that this game does, I remembered that these two guys made this game, implemented mm. this kind of you know gaming process, and I thought, man, that's super cool. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it is. Um, I wouldn't say it's the hardest game ever. I mean, like going through most of the levels itself isn't necessarily the hard part. The hard part is so much more that, especially with the boss fights, there's there's no point where you're going in a boss fight to be able to heal and the max your health can ever even get to. I believe it starts at four and I think the max you can ever take it up to is five. So it's like five hits and you're done. So, you know, it is a thing of going through these boss fights of 
going in, figuring out was the, you know, the boss's movements, how do they, you know, what do you need to react to? And then figuring out how to maneuver around them, avoid their big, you know, setup hits while also figuring out when to jab or maybe when to actually commit and do a bunch of hits. Right. Um, and the other good thing I will say for this game, it's 20 bucks right now if you buy it. And it's only about, I would say if you're doing everything, probably about 10 to 12 hours, probably for most people that could, if you're really good, at these types of games, you probably breeze through and beat it in short as six hours. Um, and I think that's a good thing because honestly, if this game had been longer, if they had had someone say, Hey, you need to build this out. You need to, you know, put three more bosses in. Uh, I think it would have gone old and it really would have died out on me. Right. Versus what this ended up being where I feel like it starts very strong, has a great first boss, has this mill part where it kind of hangs. And then, um, an ending part where it does get good and the final boss fight is about as epic as, as you'd want it to be for what it is tying in everything that you've been doing in this game. Um, but for context, the, uh, the idea is that you're in this world where you are a crow and these crows, they work for, um, I, I think they say his name pretty early on the Lord of doors. And basically your job is to go and gather souls of people who are dying, whose time it is to die and bring them back to the soul vault, which is a uh, house in your central location. Right. And these crows, they're mortal, but the catch is whenever they have to open the door to go get a soul until that door closes, they are mortal, right? So they can age, they can eventually die if they don't get the soul and bring it back and co close their contract, so to speak. And that's kind of the setup. You, of course, go like to timekeepers from Loki. Yeah. <laughs> you go to fight this first boss, like right on the bat, you're you're fighting a boss uh, of the soul you're trying to acquire for your contract. And needless to say, without spoiling much, basically something happens that sends you down this path to go throughout various worlds and kind of gather more souls so that you can remedy the situation that happened at the beginning of the game. Um, and I will say that the combat is satisfying, but it is not the strong point of this game. Um, I think it's, it's kind of basic once you actually do figure like what it, what it wants you to think you should do versus what you should do, which is, and this is a testament to how they do well on the other sides. They have such a good soundtrack that consistently makes you feel like you need to push and do and be fast and quick as much as possible. And usually doing that is going to be to your own detriment, right? Whereas instead, when you start to learn to step back and more so make it kind of like a little bit dark souls, like Perry stab, Perry stab, you know, rotate around them, get behind them, do one, two hits, get the hell out of there, come back, wait for the opportunity to open up again, go do some more hits and then kind of spend the rest of the time rolling around and using whatever abilities you have, maybe to do range damage from afar when you get a chance or to just get the hell out of the way of a wave attack that, you know, will take at least one of your health bars. Um, once you kind of get that down, I think it gets very 
simple as far as combat is concerned. It's more than can they put you into interesting scenarios that make it a little bit more difficult where you have a little bit more to manage and it's building you up so that eventually when you do get to the final boss of the game, you've, you've kind of seen everything that they're going to throw at you. Now it's like, Hey, can you be perfect now? Or like perfect enough where you'll only take at most four hits of damage throughout this run. And every time you fail, you just go right back in, try again, you know, keep going until you finally get it. Um, But the thing that really draws you into the game, one, no voice acting, but the story and the characters, while there are not a ton of them, they're just solid. Like there's a great character you meet early on called, he has a pot for a head. His head was I just, I just saw him. His name's Pothead. <laughs> yes, his name is Pothead. I was like, <laughs> perfect. And he like first thing he does, like he sits down with you. He's like, Can I offer you some soup? Takes off his lid, points his head forward, and you're like, No, nah, I'm good. It's like, oh, okay. It's a great use of a of a yeah. pot on a head. Yeah, right. Like they have little clever characters like that um throughout your journey that you'll meet. Um, and just the banter between them, even though there's no voices at all, it's just it's good writing. And you know, I'm like, hey totally fine that two guys did not go pay for voice acting on this uh, when they have a solid script that they can sit on and it, it, it works fine. Right. Um, the other big thing, uh, as I spoke to the music, every area has its own kind of themes going on and changes depending on if you're just exploring versus when you go into battles and it just, it flows. And the best way I can describe it, is while, yeah, the combat is all right and it's fine, the thing that's fun about this game is just exploring these little worlds and seeing the different setups they can do. And it reminds me a lot, especially because of the music, of something like Journey. Like, that's what it more felt like to me going on this quest. And I don't know exactly where we're going to end up, right? But, like, kind of just keep going to see like what comes over this next hill. What's the next section? Where are we going to? And like, you know, you get so many, well, not tons, but each biome feels distinct because you kind of go in, you get the outer tier of hinting what the theme of the boss is. Right. And you kind of got to do some basic going around puzzles, like, you know, solving, figure out where switches are or how to hit certain items in the right order. Right. Uh, or else try again until you figure it all out. Uh, and that eventually gets you into a deeper part, which is kind of like a dungeon. Cr- <laughs> yeah. A dungeon crawl. <laughs> and you'll go through these dungeon crawls. It'll take you about 10, 15 minutes if you can do it all in one sting. Right. Um, and the cool thing is you're also, as you're exploring the world, you're finding these seeds. You can plant the seeds in the pots as you find that kind of serve as a way of, I guess a best way to say is like a, almost a checkpoint in the sense that those seeds, every time you restart the level after you die, they rebloom and they bloom a flower and that flower will replenish your life. So as you get more seeds and put them more out, it's a little bit easier to go further and further on top of that, you'll find shortcuts where, you know, kind of once you've cleared an area, you can unlock this gate. And now all of a sudden when you respawn from the start point, if you die, you have a direct path to kind of get right back where you just were if it, if you made enough progression, right? So it's it's good pacing, good level design consistently going on. And on top of that, you're also getting these uh, souls that you're gathering. 
that you can then take back to the main headquarters and upgrade your stats. So you can kind of decide, hey, do I want to be a person that's a range build that's shooting arrows and casting magic spells and can really move around? Or do I want to be the tank that comes up and, you know, does big hits and has a long reach with a sword, right? And can roll more easily to get out of the way of uh, hits coming at them. Uh, and it's just a good mixture to kind of build to how you want to play. Though I will say this is old school in the sense there ain't no resetting them skills once you buy one. <laughs> if you buy it, you're stuck with it. So I would tell you, don't be Johnny, spread them all out everywhere. You know, like don't don't go. So I've got two in hits category, two in two in dexterity, two in uh, my archery. You know, no, you need to pick what kind of build you want. Uh your character to be because it you'll get overwhelmed. Yeah. Eventually you're going to want to have the higher damage, whether you're deciding basically to be ranged or melee. Um, and I would, I would tell people it's probably in your best interest to lean melee. I think that's the easier route just because some of these bosses, it's going to be really hard to get shots off without taking damage because they just have move sets that, you're going to have very limited opening. <laughs> I and see it, you, Sean. <laughs> and the other thing about it is with the, uh, the range attacks, right? You don't actually have like a, an infinite amount of ammo, but you also don't have just like where you have to consistently go around picking up arrows or whatever bombs, uh, or mana or something. Instead, what it is, is you get, you start out with four charges. I think if you find crystals, you can get it up to five charges. If that's the way you want to do that build, but the idea is you shoot those four arrows, you need to recharge, you go in, you do one or two hits on the boss, or you find a box or a pot somewhere and break it, it refills that up. Every time you're doing any kind of melee swings, it's refilling up your, your ranged ammo. And, you know, I kind of got into this good thing where at the end of the game, I had gotten to the point where my, my hits were really my main, you know, power point, right? Yeah. But I... You were, you were, you were a gladiator. Yeah, I figured out how to kind of read these enemies and time it out where I could sit there, go in, do the damage, see the kind of things that I knew were coming, what they were trying to set up on me. And that's when I would like throw a bomb at them and, you know, take a nice big hit on them still. Even in my, it, it could be more powerful if I went range. Sure. I felt like I was in a good place because I was consistently finding ways to put damage on the enemies. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a fun little game. Um, but I will say my biggest gripe with this game is, as I said, the combat does kind of begin to see like where you're like, I see the repetitiveness of this, where it's not some expertly crafted thing. This isn't Hades. This isn't, you know, dead cells. It's not, uh, you know, it's not even, I would say necessarily at times to the level of like Zelda where, you know, like Zelda, you always think about, you go through the temple, you get the ability you need in that temple. You have a boss fight, right? Going against it. And usually whatever ability you just got is what you have to use in some way to defeat said boss, right? That's not really here. There's like maybe one or two moments where you can get an advantage, a brief advantage on the boss. But for the most part, it is just kind of the circle of repeating itself where it's like, nope. Figure out what their moveset is, roll around, dodge the enemy, figure out where the hits are, where you can get one or two in, get away before he does damage on you. And the middle part of the game, I think, of that 
kind of suffers just because while the second thing you'll probably most likely get is um, the bomb ability, it's just not it. Unless you're doing that range build, you, you don't feel like you need to use it. Right. And the same goes with like weapons that they give you. There are weapons that come out in this game. I never switched off the basic sword that I got at the very beginning of the game. Um, it, it, mainly because one, the weapons are in the menu system. You actually hit, have to hit start and go to it. And two, I just didn't really see that there was one huge advantage one way or the other to picking one sword versus like these knives over here um, that I found randomly. Right. I, they never made me feel like there was a good reason to switch out between the different bosses because for the most part, they're doing about the same amount of damage and you're, you're still going to have to do the same kind of thing where it's just one or two hits, get the hell out, come back in again, one or two hits, get the hell out or else you're going to get messed up because there's no blocking in this game. And I kind of wish they had had more time maybe to one to not only have weapons that were more balanced and felt more meaningful, but two to also make it where you didn't have to go digging for these things in your menu system to equip them. You know, I would rather it be kind of more like breath of the wild, right. Or, or, or a number of games where it's just like hold down the LB button or the RB button. Here's a weapon wheel, select the thing you need real quick, change it out. Right. And now you've got a different type of uh, action in combat. Like I got a great sword towards the end of the game. I didn't even, I didn't even bother with it. I was just like, okay. I didn't bother with it either. I didn't bother with it. <laughs> um, but but in watching the game, watching you play it, and and in full disclosure, and and you know this, I I I I was gonna play this game with you, mm-hmm. and had I not thrown the curveball, and and screwed up the show for the week, um, <laughs> we would have been talking about this game next week, and yeah. I would have got to experience everything. But I I gotta say that it, for me, it feels the thing you said it's missing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the thing that when a sequel comes out for this, because it has had great success. Yeah. It comes out, and you know how like Ori and the Blind Forest was the greatest game we'd ever played. It was Ori. It was fantastic. A new Ori comes out, and there's a new mechanic. We didn't even know we could live with yeah, without until we got it. And then we said, I can't play the other Ori now because I can climb up walls or whatever it was. Yeah. So maybe there's a there's a block feature that they bring in that 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 tightens that up for you. Because I did notice mm-hmm. while it was lacking defense your main defense was that your timing of the role, your attacks. Yeah, yeah. It was timing of knowing when to attack and knowing when to roll out of harm's way. Um, yeah. Roll was your friend yeah. like legit. Um, I, I, I did love, I, I do love the fact that the sword, um, I love, I love the way the art style is. I love the way that the sword kind of glows. It kind of looks like a lightsaber. Yeah. The way it glows kind of does. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I love when the, the uh, bow and arrow comes out. It's got that glow to it. I love when the thing throws and you want to connect to somebody and kind of pull at yourself to them, pull yourself at them. It's like that. Was it like a greenish color? I just love the yeah. pop of whatever ability you're using is. I think you clearly see what you're doing. I think that what you were speaking of, and I'll just say, cause I don't think it's a huge spoiler. One of the last things you get in the game is the hook shot. Uh, and yeah, it's in the trailer. It's not, yeah, a spoiler. it's not a spoiler. And like, my biggest one, probably my biggest gripe is when that actually comes in, they do some really cool things with platforming with it on top of just like, you know, 
being able to use it in combat, like having an enemy that's on another tower and not having to hook on to something else to get over there, but just to be like, there's an enemy right there, hook shot on that enemy, pull myself over, and now I'm doing damage on them. Like it feels good. It moves really well. You're in this ice level. So you have this challenge where your character is always kind of floating around having this hook shot kind of makes it fun and challenging platforming wise to be able to navigate before you fall off a cliff or something and hook on to another side and then pull yourself and keep going. Uh, and you know, I think it's probably one of the best elements of the game. And I'm wondering if there's going to be a number of people that don't finish this game because they're going to get to the middle part where I don't think it hits as well. Right. And you could have moved this ability up sooner. Let them get this sooner in the game. And they would have had a lot more fun moving around the world with it, right? It would have made it more interesting for them as they're clearing these dungeons. Because they are long dungeons. Like I said, you start out, you have the outer side. You kind of go into the main dungeon. Your main dungeon, when you get to the end of that, that's leading to you going and doing kind of a, a battle round to get an ability, then once you have that ability, it opens up the boss area of the game. You have to go through another dungeon and then finally get to the boss itself. Right. And that that's kind of the cycle it's repeating on consistently throughout. But if you'd had this hook shot very early on, you would have been able to be like, OK, now I'm zipping around this dungeon. I'm not just waiting and seeing these enemy cycle and going, what do I need to do to handle this person? What's the order of progression? You know, it, it's more of like, okay, I'm going to slash this dude here. Oh, this guy popped up here, hook shot and grab him. Now I'm out of this dude's harm's way and I'm keeping on fighting, just slashing through. If like, if that had been say from the midpoint to the end of the game, if that had been consistently in there, I think it would have been a little bit higher on this more. So here, as I said, like instead of it being that for me though, this one's more so the strongest part to me are more so the environments, the storytelling, the, mm-hmm. you know, and the soundtrack that goes with it. And Thank God that you brought that up. It yeah. was killing me that you hadn't, cause I've heard nothing and what I've listened to and watched. That is something that they, they value this soundtrack so much. And people talk about it that when, when you see on the page that you yeah. can get DLC, the DLC is the soundtrack. Yeah. You get a digital copy of it. That's how good it is. Yeah, I'll go ahead and tell you it's going to be in the music episode this year. <laughs> no, <laughs> Spoilers! Out. No, I don't want it. I don't care. You stay out. Uh, in fact, I secretly think fact, you won I'm this doing game. the music this year. Hey, I stay out that of your show great. notes. You stay out of my uh, musical episode, sir. Simon and Garfunkel. You do not stay just... out of my show notes. <laughs> yeah. That's you asked funny. me to go in your show notes. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So, so I, I was, as you were talking, I was reminded that uh, this game is available. On multiple platforms, I do that in quotations. Um, you can get it, like Chris said, on PC, like through a site like Steam, uh, or you can get it on your Xbox Series yeah. X or S. But it's not currently on PlayStation, yeah. and they think it's going to come to Switch. It should come to Switch. It'd be a really good Switch game, I think. Yeah. Is it Game Pass? I, it's no. not. Uh, it's a lot of I've found with the Devolver Digital, who's who publishes Acid Nerves, the studio. Devolver Digital is the uh, publisher, and I found with a lot of their stuff, they don't go. I think carry on is the one exception I can think of in the past year where it went day and day to games pass. A lot of them seem to be this deal with they've got with Microsoft where it seems like, Hey, game comes out, have like your first three or four months of sales, then come and put it on games pass for a year. Cause like my friend Pedro was that way. Katana zero was that way. You got a friend named Pedro. I did. He was a banana. 
<laughs> it was a fun game. Uh, so, yeah. you know, I, I, I wonder if that's just like a Devolver Digital thing where they, to publish the game since they're probably fronting a lot of the cast, like, like when I'm watching the credits and you just see these two guys name and then like three artists and then the next two minutes of things are studio heads from Devolver Digital and probably the, um, the quality team that they did a licensing contract with. Right. Yeah. I'm guessing that's what Devolver Digital is mainly paying for is the promotion, the publication cost, and then the QA and, you know, things that they need done to, to make sure, to help them make sure this game is good instead of having two guys, you know, go at it for three years trying to perfect it. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, if that's what it means is that it's on Games Pass Day One, I I, I totally understand that. I mean, but who yeah, knows? Maybe Microsoft's also looking at them and go, you know what? Would you like to maybe just do something directly with us? Who knows? Yeah, you want to be the next studio we purchase? I mean, twenty bucks, and and I'm seeing like like great like everywhere you go, mm-hmm. no matter where you choose to get your hey, this is what this game is rating. This this is what people are saying about it. This game is rated crazy by people who play it. Like yeah. they love this game. I think the uh, the ending is one of the strongest parts. It, it's got one of the best final boss battles, even though it can be a little infuriating because it's a long one. Is um, it a, uh, never, never mind. Yeah. Oh, I was going to make a Sekiro joke. And- no, no, it's not. It's not that level. Um, but you know, it it felt so rewarding when I finally, you know, like there are a couple times where you have the final boss in games. And it's just not the best moment, right? Like Bioshock is a great example. Bioshock, great freaking game. That final boss fight is just kind of like, eh. And, you know, I don't think that's the most memorable fight even of that game that you have. It's just, yeah, it just wasn't the funnest moment, right? This is one where I actually do think the the strongest two boss fights, I think, in the game are the very first main, main boss. There's one in the very beginning, but the main one with the witch uh, that is on the cover of the game and the very last one that you actually fight. And afterwards seeing the resolution of that. Um, and I'll also say there's also one other that would be third that I don't want to even spoil what it could be because that'd be huge spoilers. But those, those fights, when you actually get to the end and you see how it plays out and then, you know, there's actually more additional stuff. You can go back if you want like a true complete closure ending, um, which I haven't done yet, but I'm thinking about doing because I don't think it takes too long to do. But like, yeah, I was going to ask you if you did the uh, the quote unquote the real Death Doors ending. No, I just yeah. did the uh, I guess it would be the main storyline ending. And even with that, that felt you know you could stop there if you want to. But it does do yeah. a cool thing. I've I've experimented with a little bit, but I just haven't quite figured out what they want me to do yet. So I've got to go now. And now with it. this may this may impact John the most this question, mm-hmm. but I noticed that. Um, you would when you died, you ran back to where you had to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so this doesn't really give me the the you know the evidence I need. But the question for you is, and this 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 matters. Does the game have a fast travel system? Yes and no. <laughs> oh no! Oh, it is no. not. So the doors themselves <clears throat> are a fast travel system, right? Because you have that main hub world where all these crows are, right? And where you're where taking my crows at, and where you take your souls back, and then you have these branching off paths that are kind of doors to a, an area. So, if you wanted to, for whatever reason, to go back, mainly because you know 
it, it, it does act very Metroidvania in the sense of you get these abilities and you can see there are certain places early on that you can't get to that once you get an ability, you're going to be able to come back and explore and see what was there, get the resource, whatever you need, right? Um, that's there, but it's not to a level like unless you want to go explore for that stuff, you could never need to really fast travel outside of from where you are at that moment in the hub world just to upgrade things. You just, I got you. You can keep going forward. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Two uh, things. Dichotomy. So I, I look at this game and you know, it, it, all I, all I see with it is, you know, Zelda has done top down before, obviously, but they've never done isometric like this. And yeah. I would just, I would just, I, I just love the isometric layout uh, when they, when they do that in a game. Yeah. Um, That's why when so, I came to this, I thought it was going to be Hades or like Diablo. And I was like, Nope, not that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you said from the jump that this is a, this could be, I mean, this is probably a John game. Yeah. I think you would enjoy it a lot. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm planning to, Pick it up at some point um, when I'm in my fifties, hopefully sooner, because it, it it really just looks fun. It, I mean, you, you know, watching the footage early on, <clears throat> you're immediately drawn into characters. Little they have these kind of Nintendo y jokes that they got yes. going on. These, yes, um, it's like it reminds me of playing the Paper Mario series where they're just kind of you know, jabby and, and chuck it's stuff that makes you chuckle. Yeah. You know, not, not bust out laughing, but it does, it does look like it has a neat little charm to it. And I guess that's the impressive part is to think like, you know, the same guy who probably handled, you know, the combat is probably also the same guy who wrote the sound or wrote the, you know, <laughs> wrote the actual script for this thing. And then yeah. the other guy's like, yeah, so I designed all the background effects here going on. And by the way, I also did all the music you're hearing. So, you know, it's me too. Yeah. <laughs> like well, the studio, I think the guys uh, tweeted out, you know, within this first week, over 100,000 players played the game. That's awesome for them. That's, That's great. I mean, th- this isn't their first game. They've had one. And I think I've heard that the very first boss you actually fight, like the beginning boss, if you will is a rift off of a, a boss fight that's in their last game, which was called Titan Souls. And I believe that got well-received, too. It just didn't blow up the way, you know. Like, this was kind of that moment. Like, I've said this before. Like, Devolver Digital always has this period this time of year. I would say, like, late July to early August, where they usually have a gem that just comes out. And because if, if it gets good reviews because everyone's clamoring for something new right now, right? You know, it's like, here's something you can go pick up. You're not going to have to break the bank and pay 60, 70 bucks where you're worried about, will I have enough funds for the games that are coming at the end of August and into September? You just have something that will kill a weekend for you, you know, and it will be solid and fun. And the best part is these these public or these developers, it usually ends up being the one that then says, okay, now we're kind of a little bit stable. We can maybe expand out, see what we can do next. Maybe try a little bit of new things that we haven't been able to do before just because of our reality and our funding. But yeah. Well, you know, one of our favorite people in the whole world in the gaming industry, um, two two of our favorite people, I'll say that. Phil mm-hmm. Spencer. Phil. Um, 
congratulated them on the launch and has a lot of excitement for Death Store, obviously, because yeah. the game's going to be in their store. Makes sense. But Phil's also a gamer, so I don't think he'd say that. Yeah. And then uh, Alana Pierce said, Death Store is very good. Thank you for your time. And she moved on. Yeah. So I there think, you go. Yeah. Um, I'll say it's time to move on and give this thing a Richard. Uh-oh. Clear the table. Floppage. <laughs> I'm uh <laughs> I'm going to just go with a solid um, 8.5. I'd like it to be a little bit higher. And I think early on, I was like, this is going to be a nine, at least in my mind. But, you know, I, I as I said, I did list a couple of complaints there where it drags it down. But for two guys doing this, like there's like just from an animation standpoint, there's an enemy where a door will drop down and it morphs into a bowl and it looks great. Like it's a door head with a bull's body charging at you and the fact that two guys animated this and it looks that good and they're doing it consecutive like back to back i i have to give you know just so much props and kudos to those dudes i, I couldn't imagine doing something like this with my life where props and kudos ladies nobody and wants your kudos oh that's props and yeah. kudos <clears throat> but yeah 8.5 and honestly yeah, this year has been a little bit of a letdown to me. I don't think there's been a lot of things I've truly loved outside of uh, the obvious game of the year so far that John refuses to play. But, you know, one day he'll get a heart and play it. Play what? <laughs> it takes two. Oh, yeah. I'm not against it. I well, just don't. Uh, nobody I'll, wants to play with me. I'll play with you. Uh, I, I told you I'll play with you. We yeah. got Nintendo Switch stuff we got to play, John. Nobody wants to play with me except Sean. <laughs> Just ignore me, man. Um, but you know, with that said, because of how light this year has been for me personally, at least at this point right now, it's probably my top five for the year. <laughs> you know, so kudos to them. Well, they, you know, with an eight point five, that's not that's not very floppy. That's um, that's a that's solid Richard. Stiff. Yeah, that's pretty stiff. That would be a pleasing one. Yeah. I like it pleasing. Mm-hmm. What? Huh? What? Uh, so, yeah, that's that's Death's Door. Go check it out if you got an Xbox or Steam. And if you're on PlayStation, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, guys want to do some news? Obviously. Okay. Yeah. All up the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! I don't even think I came in. I was almost wondering if you were even doing it. It just looked like you were like... Yeah, I wonder if I came in. I don't know. Who knows? Here, nurse. You did not. Uh, I did not. I did not come in. But I was there. But I was worried about peakage. Because I get cussed out every week about peakage. Um, something that apparently we don't know when its peak is going to be. It's PS5 sales, and John's going to tell us all about that. Because uh, uh, yes, I will. And let me just pull that up real quick. There it is, <laughs> PS5 sales. <laughs> Professional games podcast. That's what we're. The PlayStation Pros. Five is officially sold ten million units worldwide. How? How? Uh, this news comes with comment from Jim Ryan. He always got something to say. But there are still not enough consoles available, and they understand that. The milestone was passed on July 18, 
and the console continues to outpace PS4 in terms of sales in the same period of its life cycle. Quote, uh, while PS5 has reached more households faster than any of our previous consoles, we still have a lot of work ahead of us as demand for PS5 continues to outstrip supply. I want gamers to know that while we continue to face unique challenges throughout the world that affect our industry and many others, improving inventory levels remains a top priority for SIE. End quote. Jim Ryan also stated the engagement on the console is higher than it's ever been. So congratulations yeah, so. to Sony. <laughs> I, uh, that's, I saw that. That's a big and, number. And mm-hmm. I really thought, how? Like, that was a, 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 I feel like you can't get a PS5. And I, I feel like I had to go through like a, a backdoor alley deal to get mine back in the day. I feel like this kind of is telling to some degree, and especially also with what's also in the next piece of just like, is that about to be the reality for the next year and a half? Is that the most you can do in a quarter now? Cause like they got 6 million out through March, right? Mm-hmm. Was what they had gotten. And that was because of course they had been making those things before the shortage happened. They had a bunch there for uh, the launch window, but now it's like, is that about to be the reality for, I'm guessing at least the X and and uh, and the PS5, where it's like you can do about four million a quarter. That's what's just going to be for a while. Is we'll sell about four million of these a quarter. That, that math may be pretty close to accurate, like yeah. legit. Who knows? I'm happy I got one. It's the greatest uh, Twitch streaming, Netflix streaming machine I own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantastic! It's just really big. I wish they would made it a little smaller. Really, really big. That's a big, it's, really, it's, a, it's a hog. It is. It's That's definitely bigger than an 8.5 on the Richard scale of bigness. <laughs> That's true. Big. Man. Uh, speaking of sales, Sean. Yeah. <clears throat> the Xbox Series X and S are officially the fastest selling Xbox consoles ever. And according to Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella, uh, supply limitations on Xbox and other gaming hardware are expected to continue for some time due to the ongoing chip shortage with Intel's CEO saying that shortage could last well into 2023. That's not next year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Revenue was revealed to be up 357 million or 11% year over year, driven largely by console sales. Side note, Microsoft doesn't care because they just made all their money in cloud uh, services, what I read for last quarter. Yeah, they made like billions uh, upon billions. <laughs> yeah. Sean, which which guy do you know that seems to be breezing through this chip shortage? Mm. Yeah, it's his interesting. Isn't uh, it? His he's one of the the people on this on this show today. His name begins with a C, and it rhymes with Haris. <laughs> I uh, you know Haris. <laughs> I tried to get you all to talk nice about Uncle Phil for these last couple of years, but you won't love him the way you love the others. You literally have a PS5. I do. A Series X mm-hmm. and now a 3080. Yeah, but I don't have a 3090, Sean. You know what? You know what, dude? You <laughs> Nobody know what? needs that thing. Uh, but John, I'm seeing this as a big dent in our master game plan. Of what? getting an X after we buy an S and trading in both. It sounds like a 
the S is to the point now where you can actually get that pretty well, that's regularly. That's how it was with um when we were when we bought it. I mean, it was mm. sitting on Target's website for a couple of days before I just hit the button. Yeah. Like I think it's routinely in stock now at Best Buy. And that might be, like I said, that could be the thing where it's right I think, here. I think the hardcore are still all going after the X, right? Like yeah. you know, us. You know. Well, I'm hardcore. Yeah. I'm hardcore. No, you too. are too. I didn't I'm say that. so hardcore. Dude, but I'm the hardest of hardcore. I'm I, the chorus of the hard. I guess Wait, the the interesting what? thing. What does will, that mean? <laughs> the interesting thing will be if the S is the one that is readily available, right? I think of all the parents, their kids want one of these new consoles. You can't find the X. You can't find the PS5. It's my kid. $300 is a lot better than $500. I'm just going to give him the S because it's here and it's on the shelf. Ladies and gentlemen, if you get a Series S, your core is hard. It's so hard. Right? True. Okay. It's 1440p hard. You need to understand this. Yeah. Hard core. With a hard hard. You know what I'm saying? Hard. <laughs> uh, we, we've talked about the sales on both PS5 and Xbox. So now let me let you know what our free games for the month of August will be. And I'll give you both. Both being PlayStation and Xbox. Starting first with PlayStation Plus. You're going to get Hunter's Arena Legends. Yes. Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville. Yay. Tennis World Tour 2. So there. Those are your free games for PlayStation Plus for the month of August. Boom. Um, hit the remix button and go to Xbox Games with Gold, and you get Darksiders uh, 3. Play it. I might Is that the to. Darksiders Tennessee game, John? No, it's Genesis. No, that no, but that's it was the one before that had Dark yeah, yeah. Tennessee. <laughs> you get ukulele, Lost Planet Three. Hey. And one more game you get Garo, Mark of the Wolves. What? What? This might yeah. be the first time in two years that maybe Xbox has the biggest name game on there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Dark Sires 3? Am I wrong? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Biggest game ever. I, I love guess. that game so much. So good. <laughs> uh, speaking of the, the biggest game ever, <clears throat> wait, <throat> that doesn't fit. But John, he was hardcore when this next <laughs> thing was announced. And I cannot wait for him to read it and then go into why he was so hardcore about it. I uh, I made a deal with the devil. <laughs> El Diablo. And I said, I will. I will slap my. (laughs) (laughs) I will slap my own mother. And sell my soul. If you give me this. And it happened. We all know that. So worth it. (laughs) Sean. Dead space. Go ahead. What's that? John saying he was going to slap his mother is not soul retching he knows he knows that's not a big deal for you <laughs> ouch so dead space is here ladies and gentlemen ea 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 has officially announced that dead space will return Yay. the remake uh was announced at ea play live 2021 with a very brief trailer showing the classic necromorph design as well as footage of isaac clark Who? at a workbench 
The game is being developed by EA Motive and is set for a release on PS5, Xbox Series S, and X is what it should have said, and PC. There was, uh, there's been no official release date or window announced, with many speculating not next year, <laughs> 2023. The game is being rebuilt from the ground up in the Frostbite engine, with the developers looking to take advantage of advanced SAD, SSD, sorry, 3D audio, and more. Yay. So yeah, this is this is definitely happening. Uh, there there have been rumors of this for about a month and a half, I would say, and so the rumors are true. This is a remake, uh, not a sequel. Nope. You know, you know, I, I, I'm I'm anything they they can give me Dead Space, I'm happy mm-hmm. about. Think about, but think about. I was I was honestly hoping for a very solid remaster trilogy. With the announcement that they're working on Dead Space Four, but yeah. I understand. I think I understand what they're doing here. They are, I guess, testing the waters to see, you know, if this is worth pursuing. And yeah. if this and if if this turns out to be a, a big hit, which I'm hoping it does, I just hope they put a, a fresh coat of paint on two and three, and start working on four. That would be. What if it's like what Square did with Final Fantasy VII HD Remake 2.1 Version 8 BCZY? Interim drop distance. <laughs> where, where they like, it really, you you were very familiar with the story. That was a really different game. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there's, as impressive as this game was in 2008, there's a lot of stuff that they had to leave on the cutting room floor that they simply couldn't do that they wanted to do. So I'm hoping they take a lot of those assets and just build them back into the game. That would be... That would be everybody's wet dream, I th- I if you will. I think I read somewhere that they were going to bring elements from the second and third game into it, too. That, that would like. be cool. Yeah. The suits, the the, the outfits in, in Dead Space 2 are so much cooler. Mm. But as far as pure horror, um, Dead Space is the personally is the classic but but dead space 2 was a lot of people's favorite game yes in the trilogy personally i don't believe this game exists because i've come to this point where i have not seen any dead space gameplay footage i've not seen any dragon age 4 gameplay footage i've not seen any mass effect gameplay footage their next skate games gameplay footage like they just keep doing teasers and they never show us a game except for right. these EA originals. And I guess grid, yeah. whatever that was, the other thing they showed off at this EA play event. Um, so I'll, when I You're actually see wrong. it, when well, I actually well, see well, it, <laughs> Chris, they let off with a racing game about like F1. Yeah. That, I said grid. That was like the yeah. one thing like they, yeah, they've actually and that's what I'm saying. Like that was, that was the leadoff spot. I'm going more of the uh, non-sports game show. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, dude. It was, yeah. You, all right, they're I like watched the whole thing, and I was kind of like, eh. yeah. They're like, I was happy working. for John because this got announced. They're like, we're working on a Star Wars game. We're not going to show anything about it, but uh, yeah, we're working on one, so that's there. Yeah, <laughs> cool. <Okay>. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Death Space. Um, uh, if you're fans of uh, a new MMO and you can't wait to get into Amazon's new world, I got some good news for you. It's kind of been a success so far. The closed beta for Amazon's new world is showing success indicators on Steam, passing 200,000 concurrent players over the weekend. The MMORPG closed beta opened back on July 20th. It seems to be quite popular, mm-hmm. seeing uh, daily highs of 180,000 concurrent players and peaking on July 25th, where the game amassed 280. 280- 
I'm sorry, 200,856 concurrent players. Um, currently, the game is ranked higher than Rust, Team Fortress 2, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Those are big. As a matter of fact, it's currently Steam's top trending game. So look at old Jeff Bezos' company, huh? Just Ooh, don't, pretty solid. Yeah, just don't apparently play it with a 3090 for the win card because that's not what you want to do from what I'm Yeah, reading. and what Chris means is the card is <laughs> bricking. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. The it, card is shot if you do something you're not supposed to. If you know how to yeah. explain it better, Chris, basically don't do a thing. Research it before you play this game with your 3090. It was basically, I think they might have finally got it passed through, but when they were first having this out there, for whatever reason, when you would go into the menu system, the for the win cards from EVGA, which is the most popular 3090 card because it's the one that's been most mass produced so far, um, it would basically take your power consumption from what generally you want to see a card doing is between a hundred to max 105% briefly. And then goes back down to a hundred of your load. Despite this is only on the menu screen. It was going up to like 140, 150% powers usage. And it would just brick eventually after a while. Cause your cards aren't meant to stay, you know, that heavy loaded voltage wise for that long. Weird. What else is weird is the fact that you're going to read news about Mortal Kombat because those go together, <laughs> you and Mortal Kombat. Everyone knows me. Yeah, Mortal <laughs> Kombat Chris. The C. <laughs> Listen, if that username's not taken, you're welcome. <laughs> the K and Chris is uh, for combat. Um, <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11 has become the best-selling Mortal Kombat game ever by selling over 12 million units worldwide. The entire franchise has now sold 73 Ah, 73 million console units to date. Warner Brothers shared this news along with the fact that Mortal Kombat Mobile has now amassed 138 million installs worldwide. According to Ned Boone, that's a great name, of NetherRealm, uh, quote, when Mortal Kombat launched nearly 30 years ago, I never dreamed it would grow into the franchise it is today with more than 73 million games sold. We have some of the most passionate fans in the world and we appreciate the support they have shown us over the years. The studio is now hard at work on its next project. Whoever thought that the most consistent top series of this last 10 years in fighting games would be Mortal Kombat and not Street Fighter? If we were well, the go movie back was time. better. The movie we all just watched that was fantastic. Remember that one compared, we covered? Compared to the 1993 gem Street Fighter? Yeah, it totally... <laughs> jump-started the video game sales and people couldn't wait to get it on their phones oh, of course yeah per ned boone yeah but grats yeah mortal Kombat fans are out there man they don't are. sleep on them the 1v1 you bro don't when i was a kid here. in the 90s playing video games you were a dork meaning me if you played super nes mm-hmm. because sega was cooler we were. and not true if you, if you played i'm just saying where I, where I came from it was the case and if you played Street Fighter 2, the more technically proficient fighting game at the time, if you played that over Mortal Kombat, you were also a, 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 a dork. And didn't the Sega version show blood and the Nintendo one Sega didn't? version showed blood, but the Super NES version had a code that you can input. Right. Yeah. You had to do extra work to show, show the blood. Otherwise, you had what was a green blood, I think it was. Yeah, yeah something like green. that. Green. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh? Toasty. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
John, I just want you to talk about Valhalla. I want you to say it for me, Daddy. Valhalla! There's an expansion. Mm. And and uh, Valhalla makes me expansion. What? Assassin's Creed Valhalla Siege of Paris. I mean, why wouldn't you lay siege to Paris? Uh, th- it will be released on August 12th of 2021. The Siege That's of really Paris soon. follows what? That's really soon. Yeah. Uh, ooh, that is soon. The Siege of Paris follows the Wrath of the Druids <laughs> expansion and looks to cover the, quote, most ambitious battle in Viking history uh, as Eivor and their and their warband attack the French capital. Alongside bringing black, jeez, uh, alongside bringing back black box infiltration missions, it will also offer new weapons, abilities, skills, and gear. This game is so bloated. <laughs> it really is. I'm like, do they need this? I, uh, uh, I do tired. want to play this one, though. This was the yeah. one that when they were showing it off, I was like, that would be fun. To do yeah. uh, I think I'm going to go back to it. Mm. I don't know. I mean, did, did you did you did you finish Valhalla? 150 it's, hours. Right. Not even you're, in the, you're still in the intro, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> I'm still I'm still in the Viking. Uh, what is it? Uh <laughs> Norway or whatever. I was still in Norway. You know, all you Blade Chronicle fans who are like, "Hey, two hours in, you finally cracked the intro. Go play That's Valhalla." Right. <laughs> That's right. Jeez, that was like ten hours. So you can come talk to me about Assassin's Creed once you beat Valhalla. <laughs> Obviously, you know I'm, you are, the, I'm the big person. Yeah. Did you platinum that game though, Chris? Because John's on a path to platinum. I don't know if it's possible to platinum that game. Well, John's going to show you it is. Just saying, John, work on that. That would take three years of your life. <laughs> Let's put a bet on it. Bet that he I've can only have platinum the one Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it takes a lot. And that was two, right? The greatest one of all time. False. Uh, Syndicate on both on both counts. Here we go. Syndicate's the one he platinum. I remember this. It's the most important and most pivotal title they ever did because it saved the series. But they've made better versions of that game. They just have. So it's not it's not the best game. It's the most important, but it's not the best. Ocarina <laughs> of Time is the most important Zelda game next to two others, but it's not the best. Skyward Sword's the most important because it was the first. Well, <laughs> Without birds in the sky and Zelda, we have none of the others, apparently. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I love when I get a that's right out of John. Uh, so we're at our uh, Chris. I need I need you right now. I'm tagging in because I need finally this week. I need it. This is serious. This is serious stuff could have possibly been a topic this week if we wanted it to be. Yeah, probably could have been the way this ballad's been going. Yeah. Uh, finally, this week, this news piece is just titled Activision. Uh, Following a two-year investigation by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing, uh, the state has filed a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard for fostering a, quote, frat boy culture in which female employees are allegedly subjected to unequal pay and sexual harassment. The company is being accused of discriminating against female employees at nearly all levels of employment regarding compensation, promotion, assignments, and termination. The state alleges that the company has failed to address any of these outstanding issues or prevent them from occurring within the workplace. Women represent about 20% of the company. The company initially responded stating they value diversity and strive to foster a workplace that offers inclusivity for everyone, further stating that all cases are taken seriously and investigated. 
They also allege that the DFEH includes distorted and in many cases false descriptions of Blizzard's past and stress they have been extremely cooperative with the organization. Here's a quote. It is unfortunately an example of how they have conducted themselves throughout the course of their investigation. It is this type of irresponsible behavior from unaccountable state bureaucrats that are driving many of the state's best businesses out of California. Many employees have staged a walkout at the time of this recording. And you can see all of that on trending news. All you got to do right now is search activism, blizzard, and everything comes up. Yeah. But yeah, this, this one hit, what, right after the recording last week, guys? I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday morning last week. I got up and I saw someone had posted a random article from a side I didn't know. I was like, huh, that's weird. You know, like with it. And I didn't catch that it was California. I just thought it was like some random lawsuit that was going against them. And then later that morning, it started breaking everywhere. And I was like, oh, okay. No, that's not just some random lawsuit. Oh, that's serious. So, yeah. I think also the other thing that's happened this week, apparently it's like, what, 2,000 former and current employees now have signed a letter kind of condemning their management as far as how it's going. So, I don't know. It's it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good lawsuit. And, and a lot of people will point to the fact that, hey, the lawsuit wasn't filed after spending a weekend at Blizzard and making up a bunch of, you know, mumbo jumbo. They, they spent two years looking into it. Uh, and I've seen a theme where it seems like, and John, I, I know you got some things to say, that it seems like Blizzard is saying, listen, if this was the case, it's not like that anymore. Uh, wait till all the facts come out, you know, but it's, it's crazy in my head, right? I'm, I'm seeing a lot of folks that exited the company within the last few years. I don't know if they're tied to this or not. There's some big names in this lawsuit all the way up to the top. Uh, so yeah, yeah. We want to wait till the facts come out. And I mean, this, this story is already getting, uh, it's getting a nickname. I don't know if you guys saw that, saw this, but they're calling it. Um, or, or no, not a nickname. Sorry. They're, they're, they're coming out with things like facts that Blizzard apparently had a quote, Bill Cosby suite yeah, within I'll their organization that. and stuff like that. And you start seeing stuff like that. Oh no. Yeah. Whatever claims, you know, some of this stuff is just so, is so very hard to believe. And I don't mean that I don't believe. I'm just saying it's, it's stuff that just, it seems like somebody, you just shake your head going, that can't be like, uh, you know, there's, there was one where they've attributed, um, a form a, a former employee suicide to abuse at Activision. There's allegations that male employees would get intoxicated and crawl under cubicles, things of that nature. So a lot of this stuff is just really bizarre and strange. I'm, I'm a big advocate of justice. Uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. If there's if there's if there's inaccuracies in 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 some of these accusations, I want that record corrected. I want people to care that that record is corrected. But if there's problems with leadership, if there's problems with abuse, if there's problems with employees v- being fearful of their job, unequal pay, all of these things, they need to be addressed and people need to be held account. If that is what happened. I don't have a skin in the game. Some people could call that my male privilege. I understand that. My only my only goal is that the truth comes out, regardless of what it is. 
that's all I that that's all I care about. And honestly, that's all anybody should care about. That's it. And I know this is difficult for some people. I mean, people have nostalgic ties to this company. It is it has created some of the most iconic properties in gaming history. I don't know how Sean feels about it. I don't know if Sean's, you know, I, I don't know what this does to WoW. I mean, there was a sit-in, yeah. which to me is the laziest form of Activision when you Activision when you get in get into a game and you just sit. Yeah, you still <laughs> logged in. You still have to pay a subscription to get in the game, <laughs> and then you go to a spot. I guess, yeah. but, but from it's a, like it's it's social media activism. activism. It's, just, it's, it's a visual that you won't soon forget if yeah. if you part in it. Uh, it's a weird thing when you're a WoW player, and and mm-hmm. you know WoW's the game has been in the news because Final Fantasy's kind of leaped it in popularity for right now. Uh, but when you see in-game moments, they stick with you as a gamer for the rest of your life. I'm just glad uh, Leroy Jenkins didn't ruin it. Yeah, you imagine if Leroy, you imagine if some and it could have happened, some horde or some other character just comes running through, wiping everybody out because they're yeah. standing there protesting what happened. That would just be not yeah. no bueno. But but uh, this but this is my standard. If somebody if if people need to be held accountable at Activision, hold them accountable. However, if these allegations become untrue, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that all of them are because there's a lot and it's very difficult to say that none of these things are true. But if some of these accusations, if they are investigated and they turn out to be not true, I want those people held accountable. I'm an equal opportunity justice guy. I don't care. I want the truth. Let justice be done, though the heavens fall. Yeah, and, and Blizzard put out a statement pretty quick. Mm-hmm. On and that was where they got the information, and we reported that it was uh, what they call it. They said, They're hey, saying that the state of California is operating in bad faith. Yeah, yeah. And, and but what I did like to see one of the things you want to see from a uh, a CEO, if you will, or the leader of a company. Mm-hmm. And you know, guys, we work at a company where we hold a lot of things dear to our heart. The way you need to run a business, the way you need to treat people in a business, and it's a zero tolerance exception a lot of times completely different culture than when Activision Blizzard forms and they're making video games. And, and uh, one of our friends said, man, imagine back in the day, just a bunch of nerds not being around girls. <clears throat> no excuse. Right. Yeah. Right. It was good to see Bobby. What's his last name? Kotek. Kotek. I mean, he, I don't came know. Out, he, he came out and he said, our initial reaction was tone deaf. Yeah. And we need, we need swift action right now to, to make sure we're not doing anything. They're hiring outside law firms to say, review our policies, tell us what we can do to get better. Uh, I, I, I want to at least see that, Chris, if that wasn't, if I he mean, didn't respond. Look, he had to I, respond because they had had this huge blowback, right? Because the, yeah. way, the way they had approached their response, as you said, like the biggest thing they ended with was here saying like, this is basically bad faith by California. They're, this is why businesses are leaving the state and all this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you had employees go, no, that's not what the case is here. And you're pretty much and just the, the signatures, the yeah. walkout and all that stuff. Yeah, And like, I think they had like uh, their chief compliance officer. They put out an internal memo where it kind of reiterated these things and they're just, they're ticked off because they don't feel like they're being heard. I think, you know, I, to get back to what John said earlier, I don't think you're going to get justice on this because the way these usually work, if I'm Activision, I'm working to figure out what is the number that California will take 
that we will be willing to pay and, you know, get this thing settled before we have to go disclose all this stuff, all these trade secrets, all this other stuff that can be brought up by subpoena again and again, discovery. That's what they're going to try to do, because that's generally how these things usually work. And I think that's what all this is working towards is going to be to that. And it kind of sucks because I guess the best thing that could come out of it is maybe if there are people who really, truly were wronged, right, that they can get a settlement that from the state and say, look, you were due these wages. You shouldn't have been fired. You shouldn't have had to face these kind of working conditions and not have someone who has your back. Right. Those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, I don't think it's going to do anything that's going to change, you know, force the company necessarily just change the way they are. I think they're still just going to be a corporation. And, yeah, they might have better. They'll probably take their their corporate policies and their, you know, the guidelines they put out there a lot more serious after this. I have no doubt about that. But, I mean, it's still going to be Activision doing what Activision does 90 percent of the time. Which is just, you know, make as much money as they possibly can. That's what they do. They got the golden ticket. They got Call of Duty and they, you know, it seems like they've had the golden ticket with WoW forever. And now you just wonder if they've ruined that. And I feel real bad that that's what it feels like right now, at least. Yeah. And they also started removing um, stuff in game that was tied to one of the people that was mentioned specifically in the lawsuit. Stuff that he put in the game that represented him and his ideas. Uh, you'll see that kind of stuff first and foremost. Yeah, This so, is one of those things, like you said, it's going to go through and it's going to be a thing that we may get trickles and pieces of news in the weeks and months to come, but it's not going to move too, too fast. Well, Sean, I don't mean to put you on the, sp- on the spot here, but in my and in my opinion, there's no wrong answer here. I was just curious with how much you engage with, you know, wow, how does this how are you feeling at this point with your involvement in the game? Well, here's the, here's the weird part. <laughs> the decline in my interest in wow had already started with shadowlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, that expansion was not, it wasn't popping once you really opened it up and dove into it. So I started not really logging in to play the game. Um, the, the friend of the show, Josh, I love playing with him and we got a crew we run with. They kind of switched over to classic. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. If you remember, the Burning Crusade expansion came out, and they've been hardcore on that. Uh, and I was still, every once in a while, I'd log in and play. <clears throat> I won't say that this lawsuit immediately makes me not want to play the game, but there's been also nothing there to be a catalyst for me to want to log on every night and play. What about mm-hmm. then, uh, for all of us here, what about like Diablo 2? Yeah, the release of that. Or whatever they're calling yeah, this fall. I mean... Right. I think I was hardcore going to get that. And I'm, I'll, I'll say, you know, I, especially since the majority of these accusations are actually blizzard itself. Right. That seems to be yeah. where most of it happened. It's kind oh, of, but I, I can't make a decision to not buy a game. If I don't know, like, like now you're going to, now you're going to punish. Like what I need to know that, that what I'm going to stand <laughs> against is going to punish somebody who did something wrong. If that makes sense. I don't know that by not buying Diablo mm-hmm. 2, if whoever was involved in that game, if they did bad stuff and I'm going to line their pockets with money and they're going to skate. And, you know, I, I don't know that deep enough. Do, should I research that more? Maybe. Should you as a consumer who's listening to this podcast do that? Maybe. I, I feel that the majority of people 
are going to be like, they need to get their, you know, together. Um, they need to fire who they need to fire and, and tighten up their corporation, but they're going to still keep playing Blizzard games. Overwatch is still going to get played. Yeah, that's what they're hoping. They're just you hoping. Know, WoW's going to get the next expansion. They'll come out. And hopefully it's better. They'll put people to play it. They're going to release Diablo. I don't know, but I don't, I don't want us. I don't want us, and I know our news team will keep up with this. But I don't want us to circle back in a year and go. You remember when we reported about Activision Blizzard? Yeah, nothing changed. I think that's what they're hoping on. Is like I wouldn't be surprised if they punt Diablo two to next year now, and just go let this blow over. Kind of like what they did. You know, remember when they had the whole Hong Kong free yeah, Hong debacle? Kong debacle? Yeah. Like what they do? They waited out. You know, they they went and hung their hat, and then they it went away because that's the way news generally works when it's bad is it fades to the background and all of a sudden there's something shiny and new in front of you and you don't want to say no to it just because. Yeah. And I think I that mean, was Shadowlands, the new expansion. Yeah. It was dangling in front of us after that. And we were like, well, I got, I got to see the new stuff. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a big, it's, it's the news. It's the news of all news in the video game world right now. You can see it everywhere. So True. thoughts prayers maybe write in next week and 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 uh see i don't know anything ever, you ever we talk about in the news if you want to comment on obviously <laughs> open door right into us mention us on twitter send us a dm somewhere except platt yeah and not that platt. Banned. he's banned yeah you guys and uh, that guy <laughs> do, do you do you guys want to dare i say wrap this up yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm a never guy, so. Okay. It is from the future. All the way from the year 3000. If you want to be cool and write your um, thoughts and prayers into us in the form of an email, I've got great news for you. You can do that, and I'll give you our email um, right now. It's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. I'll say it one more time for you. Weeklygameschat at gmail.com. And you can be cool just like John. John? John. John, 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 and John. You mean you may do this one? Yeah, your name's John, and his name's John. It makes sense. Makes all the sense in the world. All right, hey guys. Hey, hey. hey. I haven't wrote to you guys since COVID started, so I wanted to update you guys. That's three guys so far. I doubt you remember, but I originally wrote in saying I found you guys with the Sonic Four. Hedgehog movie episode and i loved you guys Five. i went back and listened to every episode i could and i'm all cut up uh, a lot has changed for me since writing in i'm engaged congratulations Congrats. and working for my dream company t-mobile i've been employed with them for nine months and now have my own store to manage shut the front door oh I that's, that's the kind of listeners we got they're managers of stores they run the businesses they work at <laughs> but that's the main we- reason don't ever interrupt me again. Sorry about that, John and reason, <laughs> <laughs> But the main reason I wanted to write in is to say thank you. For years, I've struggled with depression and anxiety. 
And due to this, I lost most of my interest in video games. But thanks to you guys, I've gone and tried a lot of games I normally wouldn't play. For instance, I would have never played a Resident Evil game. You are so welcome, John. But I just finished my third play through Resident Evil Village, and I have just started the Resident Evil 2 remake. Nice. Same goes for Ratchet and Clank. Never played one in the series before, but like, but was like, I got a PS5, so why not give it a try? Loved this game. I found that listening to your podcast has revived my interest in games, music, and TV. I've watched The Boys and Russian Doll Oh. Uh, since listening to you guys, both series I've enjoyed and again, due to my depression, wouldn't have started on my own. Also, funny story, I totally forgot I made a Twitter page and followed you guys. So last week when you were reading on Twitter follows and you said, John Marcel, I was like, I was in my car like, I followed them. Wait, who <laughs> are they? I followed them? I totally forgot that I did that. So thank you guys for everything so. you do. Keep up the great work. Thank you, John. Congratulations on your uh, engage marriage, engagement, yeah. and your dream job. I'm glad we're um, so influential in your life. We don't take that lightly. Lightly, oh, we Thank do you. not. That's well said. Uh, and I know Chris has some thoughts because he leaned up in his chair. Who cares? No, I'm just uh, that guy. And my back just hurts. Got I nothing get, to say. Guess <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say anything. I would just say, you know, hey, that's great that you know whether it was us or video games or any outlet that you found something that, you know, in your headspace that helped you, you know, get out of a dark time. I understand a lot about that as far as sometimes you just, you need something, something to put an outlet and remind you that there's good things going on. So if we did that or video games did that for you, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that's what's up. Thank you for letting us be a part of, of your life, your journey. And, and I hope that we continue to make you laugh and feel good and, and uh, I hope John keeps playing games like Resident Evil Village so he can tell you to play them. Right. I still need to, John, I still need to stream Res 7 in VR for you. Oh, Again, yeah. like I got to keep it going. I think I've played Village seven times now. And how many times <laughs> have you played Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Zero, technically. A lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Zero times, technically. Great email, John. Uh, and you did follow us because I pointed that out last week. Or whatever. Hey, how do we sound in your car, by the way? Do we sound good through car speakers, I wonder? Do we sound weird? I should listen to... I've listened to myself in my car. I should know the answer. Terrible. Terrible. Next email is from uh, our good friend, uh, Harrison. Uh, This isn't really an email. It's a link that is apparently going to steal my identity, so I can't click on it. Jokes. Hashtag jokes. But... I think this email was made for me because it is a gun stock for Oculus Quest 2, which could enhance my gameplay on games that I play in VR that need a gun stock. So this is fantastic. Uh, He said, I hope this link actually works. It's a Quest 2 gun attachment. Uh, And and Chris, will you click on that so you can see if it's... Because you don't have anything to lose on your computers, right? I don't click links. Run a run a virus scan on it. I'm joking. If this thing is legit and I read the reviews, you've just you've made a a VR gaming host very very happy, sir. Thank you so much, Harrison. It's good to hear from you. If this was sent to my work email, it'd be forwarded to safe. <laughs> <laughs> forwarded to. Hey, check this to make sure they're not about to steal my identity. Appreciate it, it. Uh, and Chris, finally, we got one from Eli. It's sent from an iPhone's iPhone. What? Yeah. He simply just wants to know, can you leave news time in your show notes? 
uh, I'm going to veto that. That's way too hard to do. You got to like it would literally push numbers. be five seconds of my day. <laughs> um, I don't know. Does anyone want show notes? I don't know. Or, no, the show note time. Or, yeah, time. I mean, for the news. I that's like that's a good to, question. I would, like him, I would like him to write in a follow up to just out of our just out of intellectual curiosity why he thinks that would help the show because I want to know because I want to make the show better. Yeah, why do yeah. you why do you want to give me I mean, I've my my time's very important. He uh, he already has to tell me. He goes, "Sean, topic time is this." And he tells me that cuz we work together in post, right? And I would have to scroll yeah, over to the news section, figure out what time the news section's at. And I'm willing to do that, but I got to have a good reason. It can't just be, yeah. you know, you're just you're like, I want this. Why do you want it? I want to know why. If you tell me, we'll consider it. This is what you deal with when you deal with Chris, ladies and gentlemen. And it's not that he's a, you know, a mean person. No. The man needs data. He needs to collect the data. The data needs to be analyzed and the data tells the truth. It's true. Data, so I'm just don't saying. Don't lie. Unless your data's bad, then it probably lies. You got bad data or corrupted <laughs> data, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta know. Well, I got good news for us, guys. We're not done with emails there. We'll stop with the weekly games chat at Gmail emails and we'll pivot. Pivot. Oh, wait. I can over actually go. Discord. I can actually look at Discord for once. Yeah, you can. <laughs> we got a couple of emails over in our Discord section, which is fantastic. Uh, and and we got them. They're kind of new. Uh, mm. I like that. They're 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 great. And I'm gonna read the first one because it's been a, it's been a while. Uh, and then you can read the one from Cosmic. Does that make sense, Chris? Okay. You or John can read the one from Cosmic. I don't I don't care. Uh, so Big Riff over on Discord uh, says sliding into the emails just to say that I would strongly encourage you all to check out Risk of Rain Two. Mm-hmm. It's having a little resurgence. A lot of resistance. And it's being adopted by a lot of console players currently. It's an awesome roguelike with a cool art style. Seems like summer releases are slowing down. And I think it's a great opportunity to shine a light on a smaller game. That's and it, it the, the comments continue and it looks like Big Riff is playing on his PS5. Yeah. So there you go. It's always been huge on Steam. Huge. Yeah. I've never gone into it, but I know it's always had a very large base on there. <laughs> uh, this email from Cosmic is hilarious, and I love it. It's a great question. We've all been there, or we will be there. So, Chris? Uh, uh, hey, guys. I just took my senior high school pictures and wanted to ask if you liked or hated the process of taking those pictures. Uh, and would you want to do your senior picture over again if you went back in time and you thought they looked dumb? Hopefully this all makes sense. Thank you for reading this. If you do, I think it's kind of like very much a right passage, right? A passage that you, you have to get those high school pictures and they have to kind of piss you off in some sort of way at the same time. Be like, this is not really a reflection of who I am. Yeah. At at, at the time, you probably think, you know, um, I don't know. You're you're cool. What I hated about him is the poses that my mom took me to. Like we went to like a Olin Mills type place, but the guy was the the studio locally, whatever it was, was they were senior pictures. So they had the props you take and everything. And I remember thinking, I wish I had some friends who took more of the casual senior picture photos. I wish I did that. 
Um, of course, I don't ever want to change what I look like or where I was at that point in my life because that's where I was. I don't want to change a, a thing about it. But I did have a crazy haircut. Uh, I think I rocked a gold chain in mine that had my name on it. That would be the time Sean, period for that. Sean, Chris, just think that there are people this year that are, they're, that are going to take their senior pictures. And they're going to have mullets. It's a thing. Uh, mullet, Actually, mullet has resurged. You know what's going through my head? Those kids who took their pictures for this year did it 20 years after I did it. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a thing you think about twenty years after you graduate. Uh, but hey, if you get a chance to take high school pictures in this COVID world, man, that's a that's a thing to celebrate. Let's sure. let's let's spend some positivity on it. I personally know that high school dances were canceled and it, high school graduations were weird, and I don't know, senior years were ruined because of the pandemic. At least you got a chance to maybe have some normalcy. So thank you for that email over on Discord. Uh, and that's a reminder, we do have a Discord, and you can do things like send emails amongst other things. There's a whole conversation going on all of our different channels. Uh, but if you're like, Sean, how do I get to that Discord? This is your weekly reminder that if you go to Twitter, twitter.com, Twitter. chat, one of our tweets is at the top. It's pinned. That pinned tweet is an invite to that Discord. Mm, sure is. And while I'm over here, I just went here. Let's see if we've got any notifications. Um, I appreciate the positivity when we told you guys that the show would be late. It wouldn't be its normal early Wednesday morning, uh, you know, release. Thank you guys for that. Um, yeah, thanks, Dave. Yeah, thanks, Dave. We appreciate you there. Uh, I don't think I have any direct messages I want to talk about. And I kind of think the show's running a little, a little long-winded. Am I wrong, Chris? I can neither confirm or deny that because my back has an invested interest in this uh, wrapping up. <laughs> and John Marcel, just reminding you once again uh, that I did follow you back last week. I'll leave it there. Thanks again for your email, my friend. You're living the dream, and I love it. Your mm-hmm. manager, T-Mobile. Do, do the ringtone, John. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. There we have it. I think uh, I think we're at a good place, boys. What do you guys? I think? feel good. Do you feel I, good? I, feel, I good. feel good. Chris feels great. I can tell. Well, he took medicine, possibly that makes him loopy. He's been drinking beer and he's going to eat eggs. He's I've been drinking root beer. <laughs> he's going to pass Still, out farting. Hey, if I what, if what? I was drinking an actual beer right now, I would be. It would have been like so. Death stores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll take that, John. That muscle relaxer he's got to take, and boy, oh boy. He's like, son's getting low, big guy. Yeah. I'll see you in a little bit. <laughs> I stayed away from muscle relaxers. I had to take one. I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to be prescribed any, John. Whew. Yeah. Go to bed. Okay, just lay down, buddy. Take it and go to go, bed. Enjoy the ride. Let's see what happens. But uh, speaking of enjoying the ride, I truly hope you had a great time listening to us today. We appreciate you. This has been episode 318. Can you believe it? Um, Wherever you find our podcast, please leave us a like that helps other people find our podcast and hopefully enjoy the same thing you do. Uh, you know, without you guys, where would we be? Right. Uh, at this point, I usually ask the guys, if they got anything else they want to add. And they normally tell me, no, let's see if that changes today. Heads are shaking. No, John has turned blue. I don't know how that happened, but it's fantastic. Uh, so with that, I'll simply say to my friend, Chris game on to my friend, John game on. Good, sir. Game on 
Sean. Game on, John. Game on, Sean. Game on, Chris. I hope your back feels better. <laughs> we can only dream. And then we now are at our point where we say our taglines. This is how we end the show. Mine is not the coolest, I don't think, but I generally say this. Peace out, everybody. Mine is the coolest. Your mom's box! (laughs) Mine's the coolest because I'm obviously all about that thug life.